podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Daryl, an African engineer and business owner, and how I sometimes like to call him Mr. Hot Sauce. We'll be discussing the importance of learning history and especially your own history, questioning everything that you know, and as these conversations usually go, a little bit of politics. Hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the Anti-School Podcast. How are you? Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me. I'm really good. I'm doing great. Thank you for doing this. I know that you're a very, very busy person. And I really appreciate that you joined me for the second episode of the podcast to discuss a topic that I feel very strongly about mm-hmm. and that I think is very, very important for younger people out there to think about and talk yeah, about definitely. and learn about. Yeah. And that is the importance of learning history and especially your own history. Yeah, definitely. It's a very important topic. Now, I invited you to talk about this because um, you are one of the people that I know that has been the most affected by by this discovery. Yes. Uh, In the sense that I think um, is one of the things that drives you the most and Mm. you're very passionate about history and politics in general and you would have a lot of things to share. A lot of valuable things as well. Yeah, I hope so. That's valuable to mm. the listeners. So, yeah. Would you like to say a few words about yourself first? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm Darambolo, uh, like you said. I'm from Cameroon. And I live in Berlin, Germany. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I studied <laughs> industrial engineering, uh, finished my studies, and I always had the drive to, to um, um, realize my own um, projects. Uh, right bringing them to life so I started um, uh, selling uh, a very popular African hot sauce or a Cameroonian hot sauce which is called Le Pima so guys check it out I know I'm a, I'm a very uh, loyal customer yeah yeah so that's <laughs> and I, I work part-time also so I have that uh, business going on and I work part-time so this is what I'm doing that's great and you still took time to talk to me on the podcast which i'm very thankful for (laughs) yeah i mean you're doing a great job with this podcast i mean it's just uh i like the mission behind it thank you so much and i really hope also people who are listening appreciate it um let's talk a bit about learning history Mm. Uh, i want to know if it had any impact and what kind of impact did it have on you when you started really learning your own history I mean, learning history for me uh, has become a very important uh, part of my life. Mm-hmm. So because um, when I grew up uh, here in Germany, for example, um, the only history lessons I got were about European history, mm-hmm. not really about African history. Right. Um, from my parents, I knew that, okay, Af- African history, there have been kingdoms and, uh, and empires on the African continent but I didn't get really um, detailed information. Mm-hmm. So um, then later in my life, uh, traveling to the United States, I did a semester abroad there. I um, couldn't understand a lot of issues in the US, so I started digging there into the um, American history. Mm-hmm. And through the American history, I also discovered a lot of books about um, the African history, so what happened in Africa, from ancient uh, um, Egyptian pharaohs to um, the 60s in Africa mm. and recent history. So, yeah, I um, 
I got a lot of knowledge what really happened. So, and what I realized is that this knowledge has really a huge impact on a person's character, right? right? Mm -hmm. And also it has a huge influence on um, how you see the world, right? Mm -hmm. So the information you get um, really have an influence on how you see the world and what is actually going on. And it helps you, of course, un understand politics. Right. Right. Yeah. It helps you understand why things happen the way they do. Exactly. Because when you don't have a, a, a certain background knowledge about um, what happened in the past, you cannot really make, um, you cannot really understand the current, the present um, environments, the, the present uh, circumstances. Right. So it's, it's very important to, um, yeah, to understand the past. Yeah. N not just the external factors, but you were saying about something about your character. I believe it also has a huge influence on the way you see yourself and uh, in general of your self-image, confidence, and um, just in general self-respect. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the key word is here, self-respect, right? Right. And um, what I really, really realized is that um, with friends of mine, when we talked about history, they are from other cultures, right? They talked very... Um, proud about their history, mm -hmm. uh, right? What what their people achieved, and mm -hmm. I realized that I couldn't really say that about uh, my people, and uh, except for the fact that what we've been fed with only uh, knowledge about um, slavery in Africa, right? So that there is nothing in there. People are living on the trees or something like that, right? So and if you don't have the knowledge about Africa, you really believe that okay, yeah, this is it. It's basically it. But um, researching more and more also through the internet, um, I uh, found a really great book, mm. right? Um, from the author is called Robin Walker. Mm -hmm. And uh, the title of the book is When We Ruled. Mm -hmm. So he really explains African history from ancient uh, Egypt, so from pharaohs, to the history of North Africa, how this all developed, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, um, then the history of West Africa, mm -hmm. East Africa, South Africa, what really happened. Mm -hmm. And he also goes into the topics when it comes to um, um, the 500 years of slavery that happened. Also, what really happened there. Right. Because most of the time we all get misinformed of what happened there. Mm -hmm. Or don't even get um, uh, all the knowledge about it. Right? right. And it's funny that, I mean, it's not funny, but... <coughs> I read today an article about, um, for example, the genocide that the Germans did in Namibia. Right. Uh, 70,000 people were really killed. Hmm. And um, those are things that Crazy. you don't learn in school. Mm -hmm. What really happened, the uh, influence of colonialism in Africa and the consequences. So, yeah, I just realized the importance of, of, uh, of learning history and knowing what's going on. Yeah, I think it had a really huge impact on who you are right now, knowing you, since I know you quite well. I can definitely see the influence of you learning your own history and how you act and the choices that you make, and I think that is great. To me, honestly, I think it also had an influence, that's why it's a very important topic to me, but on a different level. I mean, I grew up in Romania. I learned Romanian history. I grew up amongst Romanians. But then I think the turning point for me was when I left my country and I had the new status of an immigrant here. And that's when I understood that I am not a global citizen, I am a Romanian. And I have to 
know more about that and to be honest it's a funny, very funny thing that happens to people in general when they yeah. move to another country yeah, that they become people. way more attached to their culture yeah yeah i, I mean i am i am now the first one to be like oh let's celebrate romanian uh, national day oh let's uh, cook traditional food oh let's do this let's do that because you realize that this is a, such a huge part of you when you are amongst people who are not like you yeah you you i mean you value things uh, or you value your history when you are not like you said amongst people that are like you because you realize that hey um i'm actually different in this country and when people ask me about my history and mm -hmm. i cannot tell or mm -hmm. i don't know you just realize how you need it when you leave uh, the place you're actually from right and right. you suddenly become an ambassador without even realizing it exactly you become an ambassador and the funny part about the ambassador is that um, a couple of days ago a friend of mine he asked me if i could tell him more about my culture where i'm from right right oh, that's very and nice. um, this is for example a really good opportunity to um, basically introducing him to african food mm -hmm. or to Cameroonian food in this case, right? The which is delicious. Which is very delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the special hot sauce, le piment, which, which is, is also really very good, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe introduce him to music, but also to history, right? right? Telling him, um, explaining to him why things are like that, because most people ask themselves, why is Africa so poor? I mean, there are historical reasons for it that, right. um, for example, uh, that uh, other um, powers on this planet don't talk about mm -hmm. right so um, this is a huge opportunity for me for example to explain him hey this is how things work and this is how our culture is right mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's actually great like we mentioned before I think there needs to be a balance between you know learning your own history and le learning world history as well yeah definitely because I had the impression uh, going to school in Romania that learning history was very ethnocentric in the sense it had Romania in the center which is great on mm -hmm. one level but on mm -hmm. the other hand we did not learn about a lot of these things that we now talk about right yeah we did not learn about what impact colonialism had on other countries we did not learn or maybe it was mentioned but very vague exactly and, and especially um, also the extent of um, what has been done during colonialism because right. um, what I rea re realize is is that this word colonialism is uh, used very loosely and very as if ah, yeah, it's not that bad but and when it's you over. Go, yeah when you go into the details what colonialism meant for the people right like for example the Belch uh, conquered the Democratic Republic of Congo mm -hmm. and the then king Leopold mm -hmm. what he I mean he killed five million Congolese right I mean this is crazy mm -hmm. and they chopped off people's hands mm -hmm. and they even in Belgium they produce for a while chocolate hands mm. oh my god this is no joke chocolate hands this is disgusting yes and until this very day in uh, Brussels you have a statue of him there so now imagine having a statue of Hitler in Berlin you see that's the thing that's also one thing that i want to touch on with history in general is that it's good to have an overview of as many things as possible that happen so you have a better understanding because if you just rely on the information that is given in school you will think that okay hitler was the most evil person on the planet which 
you know, he was pretty evil. Yeah. He was very evil. But there are still people out there who are even more evil. Yeah. There, it's not discussed about, and it's exactly. kind of normalized. Exactly. Right. Like, like naming yeah. naming your child Hitler in Germany would be, you know, yeah. the end of the. I think it's illegal. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but but I think so too. But Leopold is not like an Leopold uncommon is, name. Yeah, it's a very common name. Right. Or um, as you said, there are other people that did really evil stuff, like uh, in um, the Soviet Union, Stalin. Yeah. Right? Uh, he he killed I think twenty to twenty five million Mao. Oh, they, I, I want to add something to the to the Stalin thing. Actually, when you go to Prague, uh, there's this really hip place where everybody chills. It's like on top of a hill, and you yeah. see the entire city. Yeah. And there's a statue of Stalin there, and everybody says they're going to Stalin. And I was I was so baffled back then because I'm coming from a former communist country. Yeah. I went uh, visited with uh, Diana with my friend from Vienna, yeah, yeah. and. We were like, really? There's a place where people chill. It's called Stalin. Like, imagine yeah. you would have the same thing in Berlin, a place where we're going to Hitler's to chill. There would be an out. I mean, this would be just an outrage. Yeah, this is the thing hmm. that one thing that I feel like young people, especially, need to understand is that if somebody's bad, he's called the next the next Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. but. At the same time, there have been so many other instances in history where evil yeah. has happened. Yeah, which is not even mentioned. That's right? you know, and that's the sad part when you think about the people that had to, they have been sacrificed for the purpose of that evil, mm. and we don't even acknowledge them. Yeah, it's really important to learn history to trying to get the knowledge about the bigger picture here, mm -hmm. right? Because um, most information we are being fed, it's just half of the history, half of right. the story. And half of the story changes the view on things. Yeah. Right. And I believe that it's important to have a bigger overview on history so we understand why certain things happen. We were talking about self-confidence, right? There's a certain group identity that you have that is also based on your own history. That's why it, it's also very important to know your history as a people, as a group. If you want to destroy that group identity, you destroy their history. Exactly. The author I mentioned, Robin Walker, he talked about self-esteem, mm -hmm. I mean uh, personal esteem mm -hmm. and um, interpersonal esteem, mm -hmm. which is basically group esteem. So you're the way you see your group or in this case, the way you see um, your race. Right. right. And those things are not the same. For example, um, there are people that can have very high self-esteem, mm -hmm. but a very low group esteem. Mm -hmm. Like, for example lot of black people have this kind of a relationship between self-esteem and uh, interpersonal es esteem mm -hmm. and the reason why their um, interpersonal esteem the way they see their group is bad mm -hmm. most of the time is because of the misinformation or the half of the story right it, right African history um, in the world will is always being told as the history of just slavery and savages mm -hmm. right but when you go back in time before 1492 you will see that africans were, were very sophisticated uh, civilizations right right and um that's why it's very when you want to um, make somebody a nobody mm -hmm. you take his history from him right right and when somebody is somebody then it's most of the time because he knows who he is he right. knows his history he knows uh, his roots right right so it's very dangerous to 
especially knowing both the good and the bad yeah because if you have a complete overview of your own history you can understand why you are where you are yeah and you can understand also why other people are where they, where they are because mm, this lack of knowledge when it comes to world history leads to people being very ignorant towards other people like oh look at them they're poor they can't do anything yeah. but why are we here right yeah exactly w why are we in this exact situation have you analyzed yeah. all the external internal and all the factors that come yeah, together for so us factors exactly yeah. and i feel like this is very enlightening the, the moment when you realize that the world is not as easy as it is presented in the news yes it's yeah. very enlightening yeah definitely mm. It's, it's really important to understand that there are so many factors of why people, as, as you said, of why people are in a certain um, situation, mm -hmm. right? And uh, of course, you always have to look at yourself, mm -hmm. why you are in a certain situation. But it's also um, very important to understand that there are external forces sometimes right. that force you to stay in that situation. Right. And uh, when it comes to Africa, for example, of course, we have to look at also as Africans into ourselves and ask us, okay, did we make the right decisions in the past? And how are we actually making the right decision now mm. to change uh, the narrative, to change the conditions? But we also have to look at, okay, what about our environment? The West is destabilizing countries until this very day like what came out about French-speaking African countries that are still uh, financially controlled by France, right? Mm -hmm. So you really have to understand the whole situation, the whole environment to be able to evaluate and to make a conclusion of, hey, why is the situation like that? Yeah, right. and all the different layers that, the different layers that add up to this entire big cake <laughs> yes exactly and it's sometimes not that easy to just say ah it's just because they're poor and they don't know what to do and it's not that i easy. mean that's the ignorant answer to everything yeah definitely most of the times it's not the correct answer you don't even have to go way back into the ancient times yeah but we still had colonialism up until recent history yeah yeah if you think about it it was just like a few years ago hmm. nothing in the history of humankind hmm. So that is also very important to know. Um, I don't know. I used to think before I came to Germany that history is nice, it's cool, but it's not that important because everybody's an individual and you can, you know, write your own destiny. Yeah. I still agree with that. But at the same time, I have to admit that there is a layer to my personality which is constructed because I am Romanian because yeah. I have my background because I have my heritage yeah, yeah and now you can accept it or not but you're only going to move forward the minute you accept it and learn about it yeah, yeah. you can like it or not but this is the truth this is the reality there's this uh, Vygotsky Scribner framework that says that your self-image can be constructed on four layers of history which is mm. the first one is the history of humankind mm. then the history of societies then mm. the history of an individual in a group mm. and then the history of the individual yeah exactly. so all these yeah. four layers create your self-image and create what you know about yourself mm. and if one is missing then you will not have a complete image of yourself yeah yeah and even worse if one is bad if you have a bad image about the society that you come from mm, that's going to yeah. affect the way you see yourself exactly you're right i mean this is all yeah this is really a very uh 
important aspect of uh, knowing history mm -hmm. because uh, when you know your history right and you know not just the bad things that happen but also the things you can be proud of right right this uh, helps you with your self-esteem and mm -hmm. your self-respect mm -hmm. especially self-respect and it also somehow set the bar to what you can you are capable of doing right because uh, we all know that seeing representation somehow is important for kids yes. seeing people that look like them in certain positions in certain uh, with certain success has an effect on them yeah but this is the same thing with history having heard or learned that uh, people that look like you achieved things right yeah this has also a huge impact on how you see your group of people I know. you are less likely to disrespect your people you are you're less likely to go into confrontations with your people right so the information you have about your history is is more important than uh, most people think yeah it is also to your present because you we were talking a bit about role models and also mm. in the present if you have role models from your own heritage or from your own background yeah it's very important it's very important you know like i said before i came to germany i had this view that this doesn't matter but then now i'm here and i feel like a foreigner i am a foreigner but i'm not saying it's in the oh my god i'm a foreigner way but yeah. like <laughs> more like it's it's a fact yeah i'm an immigrant yeah I see how this has an impact, especially representation. Like I become even more proud of something when a Romanian achieves it, mm. even though I'm not personally achieving it. As you said, you become an ambassador. You become an ambassador, exactly. But like, for example, I'm, every Romanian listener knows who I'm talking about and probably also the non-Romanian Simona Halep, right? Mm. She's an amazing tennis player. Yeah. Every time she plays, I go crazy, even though I, I, I don't know anything about yeah. tennis. Yeah. I might not even watch it, but mm. I'm just so supportive yeah. <laughs> every time she wins it's like i want yeah. and i know that to a certain degree this is you know it's not very intelligent but this is the way we act as human beings we yeah. have pride in our group yes we want to identify with something yeah. and why not for us why we should be the ones who set examples then yeah yeah and we should be the ones who who lead the way for the next generations and you yeah. know so on and so forth Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, exactly this is uh, regarding the Cameroonian part, right? You mm -hmm. have a soccer player that everybody knows. Yeah. I remember <laughs> uh, uh, one thing that happened to me. I was in an H&M or something, and uh, one guy that worked there, he came up, hey, yeah, where, where are you from? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Cameroon. Ah, this is Samuel Eto. Roger Mila. Yeah, I mean, those are very yeah, yeah. well-known soccer players in Cameroon. And, and we immediately started talking about soccer. And I, talk, I told him more about Cameroon. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it makes you also proud to be able to talk about the positive things of your background, right? Right. The achievements. Right. And the successes. It makes you feel like, oh, you did this too. Even though, of course, it's yeah. not your achievement, but you represent somehow um, the group. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I very mean, funny. you know, human beings are very simple creatures in the sense that we all look for a narrative. We all look for a story that has a beginning and an end and flows. And somehow when we hear these stories of other people from our backgrounds having these kinds of successes, we associate ourselves with them yeah. without wanting it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a conscious decision, but of course we do. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. And, you know, knowing those positive aspects from your history 
this is how it might influence you, right? Mm. Because all of a sudden, you're not just somebody that comes from a poor country. You're somebody who comes from kingdoms and yeah. empires. And yeah, and the um, the other part of that is knowing only the bad part of your history, mm-hmm. right? This can destroy people's uh, self-respect. Mm. This destroys people' aspirations, right. right? When you don't, when you only know the bad and yeah, the bad parts of your history, it it, it just uh, takes a lot from you, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think this is something to really be careful about. Right. Especially when it comes to um, African Americans, for example, mm-hmm. that have been uh, stripped of their history. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to America as an African American, hey, uh, let's travel to Africa. I mean, he would be scared. He would yeah. be scared. Like, what should I do there? Because they have been fed those lies about mm-hmm. Africa and where they come from. Oh my God, it's a jungle. There is nothing in there. Uh, they have never done something, right? Mm-hmm. Even though. Right, uh, West Africans have been to the Americas way before Columbus. As an example, to um, explain that there have been uh, a queen of the Igbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, she uh, paved one of the sixteen Yoruba cities. Mm-hmm. Right, the Yoruba are a group of people of uh, Nigeria, and she paved it with broken potsherds, mm-hmm. and she also decorated it with sia um, maize. Mm-hmm. And Zia maize is only found in the Americas. Right, right? so that might be an indication that... That might be an indication that they have been there. But also like Sundiata Keita or the, the people from the Mali Empire have also tried to travel to America mm-hmm. and so on. But it shows that, hey, there have been achievements there, mm-hmm. right? If you don't tell people what... If you only feed them with the negative with let's say for example just oh yeah you were enslaved and all this i mean it has an an, a very huge effect on their personality but to be honest also this with discovering america even between um europeans is a bit it's it's still discussed like who does who actually discovered it but me personally i also hate the term discovering what do you mean you discovered a country it wasn't there before yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) i mean i hate it even when you sometimes google the name of a country because you want to find more and on their wikipedia page the first paragraph is so this country was discovered by the european but what happened before that you cannot you didn't invent the country you didn't make the land it's ignorant yeah that's the thing uh, so about discovering who discovered it first who yelled the loudest basically yeah it's it's not necessarily a proof that this is the first person to have been there from another continent yeah even that yeah exactly even that it's not even a proof yeah you see this this is one one good reason to learn history to know these little things to question these little things because yeah you will never know otherwise yeah yeah but tell me how did you start to learn history what what do you think is the best way to learn it because there are so many sources out there and it's very easy to get caught up in mm. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the way I started learning history, or let's start at the beginning. Why did I start learning history? As I said, I just realized that I had a lack of understanding mm-hmm. what really happened in the past, why we are where we are as Africans, right? Mm-hmm. And I also saw that other people and friends of mine, they knew their history. They could tell me about the achievements they could tell me about how life was uh, a thousand years ago in their countries Mm -hmm. but I wasn't able to do it so and then I started just 
okay, researching all across the internet, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, what happened? So just basically Google what happened before colonialism, <laughs> what happened Thank before God for slavery. The yeah. And after a couple of weeks, I uh, found the book of Robin Walker mm-hmm. uh, when we wrote. Yeah, he did really great research about African history. Mm-hmm. And when I say African history, it's not the it's not just the last 500 years of slavery, but, but it's really from the pharaohs 5,000, 6,000 years ago mm-hmm. until now. So you have a history about, for example, why do Arabs live in North Africa, mm. right? Okay. You have history about the Mali Empire, the Songhai Empire, the Benin Empire. You have the, the Ghana Empire. You have the history of South Africa, mm-hmm. right? You have the history of East Africa, mm-hmm. right? The East Africans who have been already before Captain Cook to Australia. Right. Because scientists found coins mm-hmm. from East Africa in Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have just the complete history of Africa and what really happened. Right. And when you read through that history, you find out how sophisticated African societies were in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is not been told. And one reason why it is not been told is because when you want to make somebody a slave, you have to take his uh, or her history from him right. or from her. Mm-hmm. This is how you make somebody a nobody when you yeah. take his history. But uh, rediscovering the history will make people become somebody and they will have a higher self-respect right. because they see, wait, my people weren't just en- enslaved and lived in the jungle or something. Yeah. We built sophisticated empires, right? Mm-hmm. We were very sophisticated when it comes to art, right. when it comes to culture, when it comes to engineering. Right. Yeah, reading this history really affected me in a way that I started um, making different decisions, Mm. right? So it's really um, important to know the history. Yeah, I completely understand. And I mean, we're also talking about a group identity and a group perspective. Yeah. Look at, for example, China, who has been through major setbacks. Yeah. The fact that they are connected by this group identity by this huge history of dynasties, mm. you know, helps them move forward and l- look at how well they're doing now. Yeah. Well, not now, now, because <laughs> 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 but it helps them bounce back quicker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's there's a certain thing about group and individual where you feel like you're able to do something because your group did something. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it better than that. But it is what it is. And I also think um, when hard times hit, um, what keeps you sometimes going is to know that people like you did that before, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, for example, your mom studied Mm -hmm. and you start studying and you have problems you don't really understand. And then you realize, man, but my mom did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if she can do it, I think I can do it too, right? And this is the same thing with your people, right? right? When you see maybe somebody being an African being a successful entrepreneur, you'll be like, man, if he did it, I think I can do this too. Yeah. Right? There's a way stronger connection, I have to say. I get inspired by a lot of female entrepreneurs, Hmm. but 
the most shocked I was when I figured out that Anastasia from Anastasia Beverly Hills is actually Romanian. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, a female entrepreneur, billionaire, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's from Romania. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't speak English before. And you turn this story into your own personal story. And yeah. somehow you become that billionaire. Somehow you become the potential. It's a boost. It, it is a, a boost. boost. It is yeah. a boost. A and motivation. Yeah. yeah. But what I want to add also on the other side, it's very important to know the bad stuff that your people did because knowing only one side of the story will make mm. you ignorant mm. and ignorance will not move you forward. This is one way that a lot of dictatorships actually control their people mm. by not telling them the whole truth and by making it look like, you know, it's heaven and paradise there. Mm. Look, for example, what's happening in North Korea. They literally lie to their people that they won the world cup in football that they invented this that they mm. found a cure for that and first of all that's not true but second of all even if it were true and you only present those things those people will not understand what the situation is in which mm. they find themselves yeah and once again um, you um, perfectly explain the power of, of information right what information can do to somebody mm. right i mean if you are exposed with uh, a certain kind of information, I mean, if you control somebody's, if you want to control somebody's action, put a certain information in his head. Right. Mm, right. That's very powerful. Yeah. So information is just powerful. And luckily we live in a time where information is accessible. Yeah. You can... Well, not if you live in North Korea. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> in, let's say in the majority of countries yeah. on this planet, you can have... Uh, access to almost every source of information you want to thank god for that yeah thank god for that and it opens your mind i mean you're capable of doing things that you would have been afraid of let's say traveling to um, africa for example right mm -hmm. for some people probably is still scary but when you see people um, shooting youtube videos hey i'm in zambia hey i'm in cameroon yeah. this is what i experienced this is what i see you see that hey there is somebody who is at my age, right? Yeah. Prob has probably the same pathway when it comes to studying. Mm -hmm. And he's in, let's say, Zambia. Mm -hmm. I thought it was dangerous and Ebola. And he's telling you, no, man, what the media tells is not really true. Right. It's a different, I mean, it changes the whole game. Yeah, it did also change for me. Few years ago i admit i was very ignorant when it came to traveling and i remember somebody posting some pictures from uh iran yes and i was like damn that's a beautiful country i thought they're like bombing and stuff yeah, <laughs> and I mean, i'm not I'm, like, i'm ashamed to say that but this is the reality because look you cannot expect people to always question but yeah. that's why we're doing this that's why we're having this conversation for those people who listen to maybe question yeah you know that's the point of it But the truth is that most of the time, you can, you don't have the time or energy to question everything. Let's put it this way. Of course. Yeah. You have an information. You're like, you know, whatever. They're yeah, bombing I each other. It, whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> But then you see those pictures. Yeah. And you think, like, oh my God, this is, this is real. Yeah. And even, you know, when we went to get the shots for uh, when we traveled Tanzania in, in the winter, when we went to that tropical center of, um, what's the name of the tropical center for vaccines? Something. Yeah, I guess. Something. Yeah, we went there to get some shots, uh, like the regular shots when you have to travel, right? Yellow fever, I don't know what else. 
and man the pictures that they were portraying about africa i was like where are we going <laughs> yeah i mean those pictures were really um, i was asked myself i mean where did they find those uh, models to, to to shoot these pictures i mean i never they portrayed it in the worst and the most disrespectful way possible mm, because yeah. if you would want to shoot uh, pictures of poor people you could you don't even have to go to africa you to don't have to go so far you yet. can go to south italy go to spain go to um for example some eastern european countries yeah. right you will find poor people all across the globe That's very but true. the focus in the western world is on africa i mean you just walk down the street in berlin you will find uh, uh, three four five posters of starving african children yeah right i had this conversation with uh, ariana my bestie uh-huh. hi because um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about she was somewhere in the city and she saw one of those posters like oh feed an african child today and she was like we have our own kids to in feed Romania, what are right? you, yeah what yeah. are you talking about like, yeah. Why should I feed a, a child all across the world <laughs> when we have our own kids that, you know, need that? And this and this shows exactly that there is a purpose of misinformation. Yeah, there is course. an agenda behind it to always portray the African continent as this helpless, poor uh, continent where people don't know anything and they are starving and we need to come down and help them. Even though, I mean, it's just ridiculous i mean if those people who run the tropical center or whatever really wanted people to travel right if they wanted to promote tourism they could have just taken pictures of zanzibar I mean, those and that pictures was are just just I, I can give them the, the pictures disrespect. that we took in zanzibar that's it yeah and I mean, people would just immediately go if there if you see those pictures you would think man is it really africa is yeah this? you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't believe it yeah but it was incredible I, I was so shocked we were waiting there in that tiny room surrounded by those pictures and yeah. i was like man where are we going I mean, it, was, it was horrible it yeah. was pretty bad yeah but you know that's why it's very important to question and that's why it is very important to not believe everything that you're you're being fed yeah definitely. in terms of history and of current events as well yeah and uh, i have also an interesting point when it comes to uh, making sure not to believe uh, what you have been fed mm-hmm. right for example um i always ask myself how come that in north africa the, that there are a lot of uh, arabic people living there mm-hmm. and i read a passage in the book about the history of north africa mm-hmm. that arabs they conquered north africa from egypt uh, to morocco mm-hmm. and um, some africans the majority of africans fled to the south mm-hmm. But there were also Africans that adopted uh, Islamic religion. There still are in uh, Africa a lot of Islamic countries, right? Yes, but also yeah, in Sub-Saharan Af- Africa, you will find a lot of uh, Africans who actually are um, Muslims, Muslims yeah. mm-hmm. basically. So I also discovered th- studying the uh, history of North Africa that Spain uh, has been occupied by Arabs for over 500 years mm-hmm. something that i didn't know before right. right and also when you look through the internet you always find find that mm-hmm. that spain uh, has been occupied for this period of time so looking further into it i found out that hey wait a minute the majority of people that actually occupied spain back then mm-hmm. 
were actually Africans mm -hmm. and the minority were Arabs. Right. Which is absolutely not talked about. But the way that it's presented, actually, I think it's talked about Muslims occupying. Exactly. Yeah. They, they always use the term Muslims, mm -hmm. right? But there is also another term which is called uh, Moors. Mm -hmm. uh, Moors is actually um, comes from Latin, mm -hmm. which means Maurus, mm -hmm. which means basically dark or black. Mm -hmm. So you see that also this term shows uh, there have been Africans. But when you Google it, you will find arguments. Oh, no, this is just a term to describe Muslims in Spain, which is ridiculous because when you I mean, those people who feel offended by this word are black people right. all across Europe when you talk about Moors mm -hmm. it's meant that those people are black people mm -hmm. right Africans so um, those are things that um, really change my perception also on how other how other powers can actually influence what is taught in history mm -hmm. how you can discredit other people even though they might tell the truth or not right mm -hmm. and how you can influence and yeah the west uh, was capable of really um controlling information yes. and also controlling the discourse of information or historical events yeah it's or is still capable of doing that in some instances in most of the cases to be honest um but i think things are finally shifting yeah because we have so much access to information you have platforms like quora I don't know if you guys know Quora, but you should. Not just Quora, but I mean in general, the internet has brought so much in terms of spreading information. Yeah, definitely. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I mean, if you're really interested in one topic, it's way easier to... I don't want to use the word research it because research really requires, you know, way more energy and way more time. But it's very, in, it's very easy to check out some some information about that topic yeah yeah it's very easy to also change your perce perception a bit yeah right so i think that's great yeah i mean there are a lot of advantages that come with um with the internet right also um with the spread of information through social media through i mean it's way more difficult nowadays to control information mm, yeah. because it's just you have everybody can create content somehow right. and spread it throughout the world and that's also dangerous because of course, this has also a, a yeah. downside of because course. if everybody can create uh, content all of a sudden everybody's a writer everybody's a historian everybody's a this everybody's a that yeah. but i still think that the positive aspects trump the negative ones and i still think that you should use the internet as a source of information but you know careful and always question yeah always question if you find an information it's like okay let me see if i find uh, other different sources and uh, but i think the book that you recommended which i'm also gonna link in the description mm -hmm. i think it's a very good start for learning african history it's it's a great start for everyone not just africans right everybody who's interested everybody who's really interested to understand um, africa to understand african cultures right to understand um, what actually africans did what are their achievements mm -hmm. uh, how did they live in ancient uh, ghana mm -hmm. right in the songhai empire right uh, or to understand 
um, what other languages are there actually? Right. What are the writing systems? And yeah, there are different uh, writing systems in Africa mm -hmm. that people don't know about. Mm -hmm. So, which is not the Latin uh, write writing system, mm -hmm. right? So, if you really want to know how Africa was and why, especially Africa is in this position where it is right now, mm -hmm. this book can really uh, help you guys understand the African continent. It's a great start. That's great. Thanks so much for recommending this. Yeah. What I want to say, because you mentioned language, look at, for example, what's going on in Belarus, where speaking the Belarusian language is seen as a threat, is seen as a protest. Mm. So this just goes to show that if it wouldn't be so important for your identity, mm. it wouldn't be seen as a threat. Exactly. And yeah. the fact that you were talking about different languages, different writing systems, that's also a very important thing to know. Because in a lot of countries in Africa, the official languages are still... The yeah, it's absurd that until this very day, you uh, the official languages are actually uh, Western languages. I mean, you have French, you have English, Portuguese, Spanish, which are official languages in most of African countries, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's just... And language is so important for a person's identity. Mm -hmm. It's... It, it's just absurd that you have you are in this situation until this very day language is very connected to culture one thing that i realized also when i moved here sometimes i want to translate expressions from romanian to english when i talk to you yeah. or to german yeah. and you always laugh because it doesn't make any sense but in my head it makes sense because the action that i'm trying to translate is yeah. very cultural right yes yeah and um I want to mention here another book, the book of Ngugi, the, the Kenyan author, Decolonizing the Mind, where he talks about the influences that language has on your mind. And this is actually yes. his last book in English, yeah. which yes. is like a huge statement. Mm -hmm. And this goes to show further, also with the example of Belarus, how language really is a statement of identity. It is. It is a huge one. And mm. you, you don't really see it that way because it's like, oh, whatever, you know, yeah, I speak multiple I speak, languages. Yeah, yeah. But to have that, it's so connected to culture, it's so connected to your roots, Yes. that when you switch languages, you, you also change a bit, not your personality, but... But the way you talk is a bit different. Exactly. The way Sometimes even your yeah. voice, the pitch... The voice, exactly. Yeah. Those things change, and that's why language is so important. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, in Africa you have over 2,000 uh, languages. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the continent, on the whole continent, and this is—it's uh, rich in culture. I mean, you can; those countries they have a huge pool of languages that they can use as official languages. Mm -hmm. But you have five, six Western languages that are the most spoken, which is ridiculous and absurd. It's a, yeah, it's especially if you call yourself independent. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is, I think, really a topic for a whole episode, maybe yeah, for like a for season, to be season, honest. Yeah. What colonialism actually means and how it affects your mind. Yes. To, it's not, the act of independence is, does not necessarily mean, mean independence. Mm. Um, yeah, in a lot of um, African uh, countries, uh, they gained their independence in the 60s. Mm. But when you read the book of Kwame Nkrumah, Mm -hmm. He explains in his book that political independence is useless without economic independence. Wow, that's huge. Right, those mm -hmm. two are linked together. 
you have to read history books to understand that. Yeah, definitely. And you have to understand the the political events that happened. Exactly. What yeah. I want to also mention in terms of political events is, for example, the re revolution. What I, I want to talk about the communist revolution in Romania, which happened mm. in um, 89. But what I realized when I was looking a, a bit more into it is that just because the political event happened does not mean the people were ready for it. Because mm. you see throughout the 90s, people were struggling with the concept of capitalism. Yes. I'm not saying that either one is good or bad. Okay, I'm saying the communism was bad. Whoever is listening to me, don't don't throw stones at me. It was bad. <laughs> but I'm saying that it's not enough just that a group of leaders decide something for a country. Mm -hmm. it, people have to be ready for it. And you slowly start to see improvements in the Romanian uh, mentality uh, in terms of democracy and capitalism and stuff like that in the recent years where people are actually realizing that, hey, we can actually, you know, go out uh, to the streets and you know demand for our rights and not agree with the government and whether you agree with these actions or not the fact that it's happening yeah. shows that you know people are slowly moving in that direction mm. whereas at the beginning of the 90s people didn't really understand what this was i mean mm. i believe that a lot of people did not want communism anymore mm. but at the same time i don't think they wanted capitalism mm. because you had a lot of companies that were state owned that offered jobs and yeah. you know during the last years of communism and the beginning of the the capitalist era let's put it this way they still worked because the leadership had to keep the image of we're giving everybody jobs but they weren't producing anything mm. so at some point you had to close them yes. and people realized wait capitalism might mean that i'm losing my job okay they don't they didn't have the full understanding of the mm. concept so what I'm saying is, is that just because a political event happened doesn't mean that the people are ready for it. Mm -hmm. Just because independence happened as a political thing does not mean that mentally people are independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is also one huge thing that has to be taken in consideration and it's not really being discussed in history classes. It's just you have the date, okay, this was the independence, now we're independent, so it's kind of our fault if something bad happens. Whereas it's not like that, it goes a bit deeper. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, independence, just saying, hey, uh, this day, this year, you are independent. Now you can um, be successful and uh, work on your country and everything. I mean, you have to prepare the people to understand what that means, what the exactly. new system actually means. Because if you don't, I mean, exploitation. It's just we'll the next happen. step. Exactly. The next step is ex exploitation, because other people that come from different uh, um, countries on this planet that know probably the new system you are mm -hmm. adopting, they are just way, way more advanced. They know what to do, mm -hmm. and you just gotta. F you you are just in a situation where you figure out, okay, how does this actually work? Yeah, and it, it doesn't even have to be other people from other countries. Sometimes. Even within your own country, exactly. you have some who traveled somehow and, and then no, they know how the system works and they win the game. You And then you look at yourself and say, but how did they do it? No, I mean, Yeah, that was the case in Romania in the 90s. So many people got ultra rich. Yeah. Because capitalism was new, it was booming. And for people who had connections prior to the revolution, they understood how it works, right? Yeah. So it was easy for them. People were selling everything. <laughs> they were selling everything especially they were buying things from turkey for example they were buying them cheaper 
importing them in Romania and selling them more expensive, they were it was crazy. Mm. And a lot of people got filthy rich with that because they understood the game before. Mm. So that's what I think both of us were trying to say that people maybe are just not ready and you cannot cannot really put a date on independence or you cannot really put a date on a revolution in my opinion. It's mm. a process. Yeah, and also yeah, it's a it's a process. Um, I mean, I don't. Uh, uh, we are not trying to say that independence is bad. No. I mean, not that somebody understands it this way, but it's like the the government, right? The leadership has to understand that it takes time for your people to adapt to a new environment, mm -hmm. a new system, mm -hmm. and your people will need help to adjust to it. Yeah. Tell me uh, one very important lesson that you learned from history. Oh, um, one very important les lesson that I learned is just I value information in a different way, mm -hmm. right? Because I see uh, the impact that knowing my history had on me, mm. the decision I make, the self-respect I have, mm -hmm. the goals that I set for myself. So I, I see information really as the most valuable thing that you can get mm -hmm. right this is the most important lesson that i learned i like that you talk a lot about self-respect and i feel like this comes with a responsibility what i want to put out there is that especially in international environments mm -hmm. because this is one thing that affected me and probably affected you as well it's not it, it's your responsibility to learn about yourself And you get to tell people who you are. They don't get to tell you who you are. Exactly. But it's not wise to tell people how to think about you without you first having respect for yourself. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that is in your power is the way you treat yourself and what energy you put out there, but not the way people are going to treat you. Yeah, exactly. And this comes with taking responsibility mm -hmm. right with with the meaning of uh, taking responsibility mm -hmm. um, nobody expects from you to go out and save the world or um, but taking responsibility to me means to ask yourself what can you do mm -hmm. to change your circumstances right right um, let's say you have like I had the problem of I don't know my history mm -hmm. right I don't really know what happened Instead of just blaming, for example, my parents or my teachers and say, well, I don't know because of you, you don't teach it. I ask myself, hey, how could I actually figure it out? Mm -hmm. Right. I research, I did my work and I figure it out. Right. And in many things in life, um, people have to uh, stop begging other people to change their lives. They have to look into themselves and ask themselves, hey, what can I actively do? and have and make a change yeah. right there is a saying also f i i think from gandhi which is be the change you want to see ah yeah be the change you want to see in the world yeah yeah be the change you want to see in the world mm -hmm. right so always ask yourself when you have a problem what can you actively do that has a measurable impact mm -hmm. somehow mm -hmm. right and um yeah this is Well, what, what I understand about yeah taking responsibility and also self-respect, mm -hmm. right? Don't beg, figure it out. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree with you. I mean, you have a lot of valuable advice to give to young people. 
yeah but i'm still also figuring out a lot of stuff i'm just reading a lot and uh, yeah but to figure it out. you know this the whole idea of the podcast is not we're not presenting these issues from the perspective of experts yeah i'm exactly. not a historian you're not a historian i'm not a historian i'm either. not a, you know yeah it's this is not the idea the idea is to give a platform to young people like me like you that are kind of figuring things out that mm -hmm. maybe are two steps ahead of younger people and you know would like to share their experiences yeah, yeah so on this note i would like to ask you what advice you would have for younger people out there my advice for younger people when it comes to my life experience i mean mm -hmm. i'm not that old <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, would say, <laughs> i would say really the first advice that i have is again learn your history mm -hmm. find somebody or trying to find books about your history that are also written by the people that look like you, mm -hmm. right? Find that history books. It will help you for um, your self-respect. It will help you with um, your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. It will help you also uh, with the kind of goals you set yourself because when you see what people that look like you did in the past, this will just boost your motivation, right? right? This will just make you um aspire to higher things than mm -hmm. just um yeah i would say quick money or something like that yeah, yeah the next point is take responsibility anything that happens to you ask yourself what can you do to change your situation always take responsibility it doesn't matter if what happened to you if you are if it's your fault or not if uh, it does not matter take responsibility and always ask yourself what can you do to change your situation and the last advice <laughs> that i want to give uh, to young people is have self-respect and aspire to control your own destiny mm. don't chase money money is a tool for control chase control and self-respect mm this is something that i would those are the things that i would give as advice to younger people wow that's very nice so talking about responsibility right i think it's very important not just to talk about um, the problems that exist but to find solutions so that's why i take responsibility and i'm gonna write every week on sundays i'm gonna edit wikipedia articles about african history since wikipedia is a widely used website You guys don't see it, but he's in preacher mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always preach. He has his finger up when he's preaching. I always preach. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for sharing all of this, and thank you for taking your time. And I loved having you here. I think this is a very important topic, and I hope yes, as many people as possible are benefiting from it. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening, and hope to see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me here. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.